Office of Division of R.B. Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for joining in today on the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video, where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I'm super excited to talk about uh, something that was just announced this week on October the 1st. No, it's not trick-or-treat, being that it was announced on October 1st. It's a sure treat, that's for sure. For any business that's looking to leverage the LinkedIn platform, and today, we're really going to talk about the 36 ways to hack the brand new um, data intelligence and forecasting information uh, and panel that are now available in the LinkedIn campaign manager. So for those of you who have never tried to place paid advertisement uh, using LinkedIn's platform, you are missing out on a great opportunity. Uh, and, and of course, while, you know, when we look at that platform, the, the actual cost on that platform is not grossly underpriced, but it's grossly underutilized. So while we may pay a higher cost per when it comes to, you know, getting in front of folks, um, the amount of ads and the competition there is greatly less than many of the other platforms. And with the, with the introduction of these brand new tools that just came out from LinkedIn, I think advertisers, marketers, and business owners who are looking to grow their business can leverage this uh, technology, information, data intelligence, and forecasting uh, to really make sure that every single ad dollar is spent wisely, and most importantly, that their ad is getting in front of decision makers. Uh, at the end of the day, that's what matters most when your ad reaches the right person who has the ability to make the decision on whether selecting your company as their provider, service provider, or to buy their product from your company. So, you know, I, I think the one thing that we want to, you know, kind of paint a picture of, imagine if you were going into, um, you know, uh, a media company and you were like, hey, I want to I wanna create an ad. And I want to make sure it gets in front of the right people. Can you give me some, you know, can you give me, what kind of breakdown can you give me when it comes to, you know, the kind of people that uh, consume the content uh, on the media platform that, that you guys represent? So what LinkedIn has done is they've created this panel on sort of the ad platform, the campaign manager in the side um, that when you start to fill out your audience profile, we now have a, a brand new section that is the segmented section that starts to display the forecasting and, and a breakdown uh, within the specific categories of audience segmenting. Okay, so again, the idea is you know, when you're going into that app, ad platform, and I think, you know, it's very interesting to me that, um, you know, they, they have a very traditional model as you're trying to create your, your ad campaign. It starts with the three most fundamental um, segments of a marketing funnel, right? It really starts with the very basic of awareness, right? Bucket number one, bucket number two being uh, consideration, right, as we move through the decision tree, and then lastly, conversion, right? So we start with that, 
What I think is interesting is in that middle part of the, the funnel or that middle part of, of that middle part of the action that you want them to take is the engagement option. And I think that that is a very underutilized area because so many uh, you know, brands and businesses, they want their customers to click the link and get off of the platform and go to their landing page or go to their website, you know, and, and make the purchase decision. And I think that that is, it's, it's all often, um, you know, really shortcutting the experience of that end user, because if we can keep them on platform and have them engage with the content, then when we do take them finally to the website or the landing page, you're not putting all of the weight of the conversion process over on that landing page. And a lot of times that's where ads fall short. So if you select engagement, what you're going to do is, you know, the LinkedIn platform is going to make sure that your ad is shown uh, and given preference to users that meet the criteria that you've selected, but also who have already demonstrated that they don't just scan the feed, that they are often clicking on reading or watching videos or interacting with, you know, they're commenting or like, like they, they've shown the behavior on the platform. So don't underestimate the engagement um, ad type uh, as you're building your, your ads. Now, here's the thing that I really want to get, um, you know, because this is where the magic really happens. So when you're building your audience, you have kind of two segments here. You've got your audience attributes uh, and you've got the matching uh, audience information. Now, we're not going to spend very much time today on the matching audience because basically that's you uploading your Nobody list. Knows where uh, and, and we can do a whole series on, on that, you know, lookalike audience and, and, and segmenting from there. But for now, we just want to talk about the building the audience based on attributes of member data, the, the, the data and the intelligence behind the members on LinkedIn, what they're doing, what their profile information includes, the company they work for, um, you know, how long they've been with the industry or how long they've been with the company. So let's, let's dive right into that. When you select that audience attributes, you have the ability to go in and look at, um, you know, company names, um, industry types, um, you know, and things of this nature. Now, what's fascinating, what's brand new, and, and here's where really, and I said, uh, you know, at the beginning of the way, uh, show, this is 36 ways to hack it. There's actually more than 36. Because when you look at the individual segmenting opportunities, there are six, okay, core sort of areas that break into um, the member's overall function, what they do, the member's uh, seniority, how long they've been with the company, um, the years of experience as a whole in, in the industry or just at their experience. Uh, number three is the um, company size, uh, the industry segment, and then lastly, their interest that they've demonstrated on the platform interacting with content. So those are the six. Again, their, their function or role, their seniority, their years of experience, uh, their company size, the industry, and the interest. Now, 
when you're inside of each one of these, they, they start to go very granular. And while these segment areas are not new, what is new in the new panel, in the forecasting panel, is when I go and I select, um, you know, let's say I, I select a, a company in an interest of banking, just for example's sake. Um, when I look at that, when I look at the function, I can see a breakdown, and it breaks down the top five percentages of, okay, in this segmented group of people who are in the, in the banking industry, um, I might find that they're involved in the finance of the company, business development of the company, sales for the company, support for the company, or operations, right? So within the function segment, there are five um, sort of core buckets. Now, what's interesting in the forecasting, what we get is a display by percentage that can show, okay, in this group with the function of finance, there are 27%. Whereas within the group, and again, we're assuming we've already picked that we're going to take, you know, the, the middle of the funnel consideration, engagement. We've already picked our location, you know, our city or, you know, our, our geographical information, right? So we're kind of drilling through the audience building process. But now that we've gone through the, you know, uh, what, what kind of ad it's going to be, where it's going to be displayed to, now we're in the who's going to see it. We then get percentages based on that data as we're in real time going through the campaign manager and setting up this information. Now, what's fascinating about that is when you begin to understand that within the function area, if I've got these sort of subsets of you know the finance, the financial aspect of the company related to the banking industry or business development related to the banking industry or sales related to uh, or, or support or, um, you know, operations, it starts to give you a little insight into what your creative should be and how to make sure it resonates with that particular person. So when we go into the next level, obviously, if we're looking at the seniority, you know, we're looking at, are you entry level? Are you a senior level? Are you a VIP? Are you a manager? Or maybe you are a customer experience officer, you know, whatever those particular, um, you know, seniority levels are for that particular industry. So now we've got, you know, one, two, three, four, five sort of sub uh, sections within that. So in function, we've got five. Seniority, we've got five. So now there's 10 variables right there that we can start to consider and think about. And then when we look at years of experience, we're also given another set of five. So it could be, and again, what's going to happen is the data intelligence behind the members that qualify for, hey, we've demonstrated before that we'll interact and engage with ads. We've also, you know, defined it by the geographical area that we're going to target. Um, you know, we, we then have this ability to, you know, really define, you know, these and look at by, based on a percentage of, okay, you know, 47% have been there 12 years, 13 have been there six years, you know, 11 have been there seven years. And we can see this percentage breakdown of what that data set represents, which then gives us more information and intelligence of who exactly within this segment is looking at. Remember, 
the, the, the objective is to make sure that our ad creative gets in front of decision makers. And now we're saying, okay, here's what that decision maker looks like. Here's what they're responsible for in their company. Here's their level of seniority. And here's their years of experience. And then we go into company size. So do we have a company that represents, you know, 50 to 200 people or a thousand to, you know, 10,000, you know, we see the company size there. Again, it breaks into typically five groups. So five, five. So now we have 15 variables. When we go into, uh, and then company size, right? So then there's 20 variables, right? So it's the function, the seniority, the experience, the company size, and each one of those has five. Then when we go into to the actual industries, this is where the math really blows up because within the industry, there may, there may be multiple segments. Like, so for banking, you could have, you know, traditional banking, but then you could have a mix of just financial services versus investment services. And you can see how, you know, this, this data intelligence starts to skew. And now we know based on the criteria that we're kind of going through and making this conditional logic for, we start to see the percentages of what each one of those represents with this very specific group of data in this very specific group of audience that we're, we're, that we're developing. And then lastly, we get into the interest. Now, again, this is where the X factor multiplication goes through the roof because while in the interest, it's gonna show the top five, Within the top five, you can have a variable of two breakout sort of sub-subsections and up to 11 in some of the other segments. So they've kind of broken these all into buckets, um, but within those buckets, there are even more subsets of interest. So, you know, if you're going into banking, you've got these subsets, maybe you're in, in healthcare, and imagine in healthcare, right? I mean, you could have heart healthcare, you could have brain healthcare, like all the different variables uh, and sort of sub-segments. But again, what's new is the percentages that are now displayed within these very specific segmented areas. And when you see those percentages, you start to see, oh, okay, of the people who are business development, senior level with... 12 years of experience, the company size of 50 to 200, um, who just, you know, who show that they are in the financial services industry and have demonstrated that, you know, their interest is in, you know, whatever, administrative, corporate organization, you know, uh, HR or credit applicant really starting to segment that you start to get a really clear picture of the big buckets. Now, here's the thing. When you start adding this up, when you have these six segments and within the six segments, you have five to 25, that's where you really can find 36 ways to hack this, but it's probably more than 36. I mean, if you amplify the math out, it can literally be 100, 200 different ways. Here's the thing. What you need to understand is this. When you interpret this data and you interpret these percentages, now you need to reverse engineer your ad creative and make an ad that's tailored to that very specific person and not just the visual, the ad copy itself. Imagine this, your ad copy might be something like this. 
Imagine you're a bank manager for a company for 12 years and you're thinking about what what tools and, and capabilities might help you do your job better. Oh my gosh, like if I read that and I was like, yes, I'm in banking, yes, I've been doing it for 12 years, like you could literally tailor the message to be like, oh my gosh, are they reading my mail? That is the response you want that end user to, to say to themselves as they hit that, you know, scroll through there. Here's the problem. Most marketing agencies and or businesses don't take the time to segment out contextual, localized, personalized information for the very granular, um, you know, breakouts because A, they don't have time. B, they just, you know, want to get it up there and, and want to see, you know, what sticks, you know, with their, you know, great vanilla ad content, you know, where they're just trying to hit all the high marks. No, you don't have to do that. You can run multiple ad campaigns and create creative segmented to these very specific audience attributes so that each ad is personalized based on the function of the, the, the member the seniority of the member, the years of experience, the company size, the industry, and the interest. When you're able to really dive down into that and have that, you know, the text and the visual, that is going to be how you hack this information. And again, the new thing is that panel and the ability to see those percentages so you know, hey, listen, you know, okay, Michael, I love the idea, but I don't have time to do 36 ads. Okay, great. At least don't do one ad. At least make sure you hit the top percentages, right? And then run separate ads to make sure you get the top 12 or the top 20, right? But make sure that you go the distance, you go the extra mile to create that personalized uh, experience for that engagement ad that you're building. Guys, we've talked about this before. We live in an age and a time where our entire world consumes media content on a very personalized basis. My YouTube channel looks totally different than yours. My uh, LinkedIn or my Netflix account suggested titles and movies is totally different from yours. And your Hulu account looks totally different than mine. Your Pandora channel is totally different than mine. And so on down the road from Spotify channels all of the content that we're consuming is very personalized. And now with LinkedIn's new um, attribute uh, and data and their forecasting tool and their intelligence that's now in the panel, right when you're building the campaign, you can, you can like, just like we've been playing with this for the last week, you can go in and start to set up a campaign and you can get that information before you place ad number one and start to plan out. Here's, here's my profile. I mean, we are, you already know what your target audience is, but now, now you, you know what LinkedIn says based on the data, here's the percentages. So prioritize your creative based on those top groups or maybe the low groups. Maybe you want to go super niche, right? And then now you have the ability to segment those ads and make sure that your creative gets in front of a decision maker. Guys, I hope this segment has been super helpful for you today. 86 ways, 36 ways to hack the new LinkedIn uh, campaign manager with the, their forecasting and data intelligence. I think it's going to be 
a great opportunity for our clients as well as for your brand uh, to win when it comes to placing paid LinkedIn ads on that platform. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RBI Fund Associates. Have a great day and tune in next time.